welcome to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I am Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. And I'm your amateur. And I'm your professional. And uh, you listeners aren't going to get to see this, but Chris, well, I'm going to be rubbing my eyes a lot during this episode because uh, something in this room I'm apparently pretty allergic to. Allergy season. Allergy season. But that means it's nice out now. That's true. It was, it was a beautiful really nice today. day today. I think really we, nice we day. probably hit 80. It was warm. Uh, it was like mid 86 yeah, when mid-80s. I was driving around earlier. Yeah. So nice. So nice. Uh, in fact, it was so nice that uh, I went and played some disc golf today. Yeah. And um, maybe you threw something new. I did. I threw something new. Woo. Uh, listeners, if you want to come up with a theme song for you through something new. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be great. That, that's going to make my editing a little more difficult. But if somebody comes up with like a, a cool little jingle, I'll, uh, <laughs> I will put that in. Um, I love it. So, yeah, I played, uh, I just did nine holes here at our nine hole course at the U, U of U. And even though I was carrying my full bag, I decided to make myself pretend it was a trilogy challenge. And I only yeah, threw, I love it, these new trilogy challenge discs. If you listen to our last episode last week's, you'll hear Chris's review of the 2018 trilogy challenge discs. And this week you get mine, the amateur perspective. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with Trilogy Challenge, if you're just listening to this, uh, just do a quick Google search for Trilogy Challenge Disc Golf, and you'll find tournaments near wherever you are. Uh, and I think it's 35 bucks is the yep. buy is the yep. the fee, and you get into a very um, low key tournament, and it's a lot of fun. And you get three discs, and every year, uh, Latitude 64 Dynamic Discs and Westside Disc release discs that are exclusive through this player's pack mm-hmm. for, I don't know, nine, 10 months or whatever yeah, before I, you can buy I think them it's on the May shelf to the end of September. Yeah. And then they'll start seeing them in stores. And then you but, can buy them. Yeah. And they're, uh, nice discs. It's not base plastic. Like they're, they're nice discs. So, um, Chris last week said that I think that this was your favorite pack. Yeah. If you look at all three, this is my favorite year. Yeah. So I've had, uh, I've, have three year of trilogy discs. I bought 2016s. I didn't play in the tournament. I just bought them from you. You had some surplus. And then, uh, I played, I did 2017. 2016 was like the Falcon Falchion. I can't even never say that disc. I I think it's Falchion. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, And then the sling and Mm -hmm. the, was it the Marshall Marshall? Yeah. was with the sling. I, I do putt with the Marshall. So I guess I use that. Um, last year was the deputy putter, the, Pine, mm-hmm. mid-range, and the Explorer Pro. River Pro. River Pro, not the Explorer Pro. The River Pro. Explorer Pro would be nuts. Yeah. Uh, and the River Pro, yeah, that would have been a weird choice. River Pro, I did not like at all. The yeah. other two discs I like. I don't really throw them, but I like them. Uh-huh. Uh, but I completely agree with your sentiment that this is your favorite. Like, These are some good discs. And I'm going to start. I'll start. Uh, I'll go distance to putter. I'm going to start with the Musket which is Latitude 64's driver this year. Um, I have no idea what the numbers on this are, but this is a good disc for me. Yeah, I right. was, uh, <laughs> I could not believe how straight this thing went. I would, it, it just was like laser straight from wherever I'd go. And it was honestly pretty easy to throw. I had a couple shank shots with it, mm-hmm. uh, but that was me. That was not the disc. I honestly had a couple that I, couldn't believe how far I got it out there because it did not feel that great leaving my hand and it just went honestly pretty much max distance for me. So, um, which, you know, it was around 300 ish feet. That's, that's kind of max distance for I throw. Um, and this musket 
is going to be in my bag. Like it is a, uh, I'm surprised too, because we've talked about this before. I, I prefer wider rim discs just because they feel better in my mm-hmm. hand. I don't have the arm speed to throw high speed discs, but I prefer throwing them because they just, they grip a little better. Uh, this is probably would be like a speed 10 maybe. Yeah. I would guess nine or 10. Yeah. I've probably seen the numbers, but I don't remember. Um, and uh, not the numbers really matter, but it gives you an idea, at least rim depth. Yeah. So it, it, the rim is a nine or 10. Yeah. It's, it's maybe a half inch, you know, wide. Uh, but it, boy, this just goes, I point it and it, and it gets out there. Yeah. And, uh, r- a lot of fun, reliable, straight, and, uh, a really good disc. So musket is in my bag and honestly just kind of would go wherever I'd want it to go is because it would just end up straight. Basically, maybe veering off 20 feet from, from where, from, from, you know, where my shoulders were pointed. Okay. I mean, it's just straight downfield. Nice. Um, really like that disc. Not my guess is if you've got like for you, somebody with a higher arm speed, it's not going to be, you're not going to get as far as something that's, you know, high speed, higher speed disc, but yeah. Uh, it feels pretty glidey. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. It's not quite as long as like say my ballista pros, but it's definitely longer than my fairways, which makes it a little more forgiving. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, that's actually really. It's kind of like a, it's like a distance fairway. So I'd, I'd give it. I'd guess it's a ten speed because it flies like that tweener. Yeah, uh, but I really like it. Like nice. it, it was uh, just stable. That's like yep. it's not overstable. It's not understable. It's just straight stable. Nice. Um, next, I will talk about the patrol, which is the mid range for this year. Um, this thing is bananas, <laughs> not just because it's bright yellow, the one I happen to be holding, uh, but it is, it is a bonkers disc. Um, yeah. So kind of mid distance where I could easily be laying up with a putter, but I, I was throwing this just for the sake mm-hmm. of, of getting more, more throws in with it. Um, it's pretty, it's easy to control and it actually flew further than I expected it to. Like I overshot nice. a couple approaches, um, cause it, it will glide. It'll get up and it'll glide. Mm-hmm. Um, similar, probably the most similar disc that I have to it would be like my Mako. Okay. I don't throw a whole lot, but I like it. Um, it'll go and it'll glide. I've talked about, uh, I talked about the Maverick, mm-hmm. how understable that thing was. And I didn't know what to do with it compared to this thing. The Maverick is, uh, Bernie Sanders. It's so far left. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, so, Hole seven up here at the U uh-huh. uh, is a slight downhill from the T, slightly downhill, probably 280 feet to the pin, mm-hmm. and it's just straight, wide open. I mean, there's a little bit of trees, but it just kind of is a nice V opening fairway. Mm-hmm. Um, just a good pl- time to just, you don't need to put a whole lot of muscle on it to get it out there. You just get a full flight and you park it near the pin. Um, I threw this thing a couple times on, again, shorter distances, like in the 40, 50 foot range. It's pretty pretty easy to control. It goes pretty much point and shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to try to throw it a little further because I remember you saying how understable it was, and I thought, well, it doesn't feel that much, you know, in the mid range. Uh, so I threw it, and it was I was it like went really far right. I was like, okay. Uh, so on hole seven, just to kind of screw around with it and feel, I teed off with this disc. Okay. On a hyzer about this angle. So what would you say that angle like is? Seven o'clock. Yeah, about seven o'clock. So a deep, deep hyzer. Yeah. Um, just trying to force the thing to actually kind of, you know, finish. eventually go left. Yeah. Eventually go left. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, it did not. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to shout four to people who were walking from 
if you're not familiar with this course, it's not going to totally make sense. But uh, if you're standing at T of seven, basically about mm, three thirty, well, about two forty-five from you on the clock is the basket to eight, yep. and then the the T to nine. Mm-hmm. I had the L four to not hit the people walking to the T of nine. <laughs> like it went past that. It basically came or it was like a boomerang. This thing is so incredibly understable. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't believe it. In fact, I it was so far off that I was like, well, I will just pick that up when I get over there. But those guys that I yelled for to ended up bringing it down to me and I talked to them for a while. Uh, interesting little uh, tangent. Um, their names were, I think, Danger and Halloween or hmm. Mayhem. I, I don't know. I'm not sure that was their Christian name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they were nice enough guys. And uh, I think I met Danger. They've never heard of the trilogy challenge before, okay. so I told them to you know to check that out. So because they they saw the disc and they couldn't believe what it had done, um, but now you said you tried to hyzer this thing too and it wouldn't turn over for you. Uh, it'll it'll do anything as long as the power is right. Okay, if I throw it hard, I can throw as much hyzer as I can, as high left as I want, and it's still gonna drift right. Yeah. But yeah. if you, I mean, if you really softy it, it's like point and shoot. Yes. But when I put, and I probably was throwing it like 70, 80%. Normally like I would throw it like I would an Emac off the mm-hmm. tee, except for on a way more hyzer line. Yeah. And uh, it, again, like a boomerang, like it just, yeah. if it didn't hit the ground, it would have hit the back of my head. <laughs> just flies up in circles. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps turning right and it never falls because yeah. it's glidey. Yeah. No, it is a, I, I said for a long time, I don't know what to do with my Maverick. I think I figured out what to do with my Maverick. I don't know what to do with this thing. This <laughs> thing is bananas. So um, I will get one because I've signed up for the Trilogy Challenge, but um, I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. I think they're a lot of fun. I They are. I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Kind of an interesting thing. Okay, so that's the Patrol. So uh, last but not least is the Maiden, which is this year's putter uh, from Westside Discs. And it's... We've talked about it before, but it's in like a nice burst uh, prime or OGO, whatever they call it. I don't know. Yeah, West Side Origio burst. Okay. Uh, this is a great disc. <laughs> I was, um, you throw yours. Yes. I was putting with it primarily and okay. I was throwing it a little bit, but I don't, I don't like throwing putters. It's just not, I, for me, I can do what I would do with a mid-range that you would do with a putter, if that makes sense. Um, but it feels it flies very similar to my um, Marshalls, but comes out of the hand a little bit easier because it feels a little more shallow. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think this may become my putter of choice. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to play with it a little bit more, but um, super good approach disc. I was using it for oh, some approach. Okay. Like I would throw the Patrol and this, and this is really pretty point and shoot in the approach range. Like it, it just goes up where you want it to, and it because yeah. it's so shallow, it just parks. Yeah. Um, and so my recap of, I threw something new, the 2018 trilogy challenge edition, um, musket will be in my bag. Nice. Like that's, that's going to become a staple in my bag. Uh, the maiden is pro yeah, will be in my bag. Um, I'm not positive. I'm going to putt with it or kind of have it as a, something between my suspect and my harp, you know, that mm-hmm. range probably will honestly start putting with it. Yeah. Um, especially if I can find it in a little softer plastic, which I'm sure they'll make. Mm-hmm. Um, and the patrol is something that is going to, I'm going to be glad that I have and It'll teach you stuff. It, it's one of those ones that I'll put in my side pocket on my bag and just think 
I should throw that one and see if I can get it to do what I want it to do. And it won't. Yeah. It's and a, it'll it's, be interesting. It's almost it utility. Does. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's, utility under stable. Oh, yeah. Again, if you need to hit yourself in the back of the head, or <laughs> this is the disc for you. <laughs> or, you know, something less practical like a mid-range roller. Uh, fair enough. No, I, I actually meant to roll it, but I didn't. I haven't tried it either. There. I should have. Um, yeah, I bet it would roll really well. I think so. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Uh, I mean, it wants to roll off the tee. Like, it just mm-hmm. wants to roll, period. It wants to go down and roll. Yeah. Um, this thing is, it's bananas. That's that's my review of the Patrol. It's, I it's like bananas. It. I like it. So, uh, well, that's that's your amateur review of the Trilogy Challenge discs. Uh, sign up for a Trilogy Challenge and get those discs. Again, not sponsored by Dynamic Discs. But if you are looking to pick up some plastic, Go to infinitedisc.com and use our promo code PROAMDG, P-R-O-A-M-D-G. Everything's capitalized except for the R and the O. Mm-hmm. And you will get 10% off their, uh, I think, whatever they've got for yeah, the most al- part. Almost everything? Yeah. I don't I, think like the super discounted like mystery boxes and yeah, stuff, I don't think. But yeah. eh, well, pretty much whatever else you have. So um, use that code and um, support them because they support us. So, and they support you guys. Honestly, that's really what, yeah. the, what the thing is. They support you guys. They don't. We haven't so far. Haven't gotten anything out of it. But uh, other than you know, a way for our listeners to get uh, honestly a really good deal. Yeah. So ten percent off. Infinite cheap. Yeah, they're already really inexpensive, mm-hmm. and ten percent off is pretty pretty cheaper than cheap. Yeah. Well, their their sponsored players don't get that. Yeah. Or at yeah. least as far as their code to share. So. Yeah. Um. Use our code PROAMDG at checkout. So, uh, yeah. All right, Chris. Thanks, Infinite. So, we have a listener email. Yay. So, if you listened last week, uh, did a little giveaway and Ben won. So, last week or two weeks ago? I don't know. I'm terrible with time. At some point, we did a giveaway. Yeah. I think we announced it last week. Maybe. I could be totally. I think the wrong. episode's called And the Winner Is. Yes, it is. I just, okay. Yes. Okay, that one. Um, so,. He had insider knowledge. He's played with Gavin. He knows Gavin. Uh, he did not have insider knowledge. He just has happened to have played with both of us. Yeah, which is cool. And from having played with both of us, he brought up a question about me, uh, directed at me. It says, how did you develop so much power into your game? How far did you throw when you first started after a year of playing and now comparatively? Um, I've played with you once or twice, and the distance you get is amazing. I'd like to throw farther, but I think that might mean drastically changing my form. Do you think it would be a good idea to buy lighter weight plastic in order to get more arm speed and distance? Kind regards. What a nice salutation. Um, so from the top, how did I get so much power? Um, if you've listened to basically any of these episodes, I've talked about not liking being bad at things. And so when I started, I knew nothing. None of my friends were good. Um, and like I've said, the first disc I bought was a 175 Boss which is not a good starting disc. No. I would never give anybody one. That's a great um, disc, but not... Not to learn with. No. Um, so I spent a lot of time the first couple of years. I mean, I was playing three, four rounds a day, throwing my first year probably... Okay, for a, for a few months, I was probably throwing under 200 feet. Yeah, that's normal. 150, yeah. maybe. Um, and then just you know obsessing over it, throwing terrible hyzers every hole because i still didn't know how these things worked some nice guy i remember the hole i remember the shot i don't remember who it was i wish i did but i had a bag of discs that i had mostly found no phone numbers i didn't know what to do so i was throwing them and i was throwing orcs and bosses and 
I don't know what else. Just stuff I shouldn't have been throwing. And this nice guy, I feel like he was older. I still wish I knew who it was. But he walks over. He's like, what do you have there? Because he just was watching me suck. Yeah. Went through my bag and he pulled out this like sparkly blue Roadrunner. Okay. He's like, throw this. And I did. Same way I'd been throwing everything else. Just tried hard. And it popped up and it took that full flight and went 300 and change. Yeah. And I just watched it after I like, I was like, oh my God, I'm hooked. <laughs> like that first flight, I was just instantly hooked. So distance was really bad for a while. Um, once I saw how they're supposed to fly, I started working with stuff that would fly like that. So I'd go down way more understable stuff. And that's probably 300 feet for the first few months. Um, but I think most of the distance came from just wanting to throw farther. Um, when I started, like I said, I had no friends that were good. Um, I had, I didn't know tournaments were a thing. I didn't know people did this competitively and it's pretty much the decision of is making putts cooler or is throwing far cooler into a 20 year old guy throwing far is cooler. I, I think that's, I, I wish I had switched. I, 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 I don't know that I'm 36 and I don't think that I, I can honestly say that I think making putts are cooler. I know Mm. academically that it's a way more important thing but you know drive for show putt for dough yeah uh i'm like everybody wants to show off a little bit yeah i'm a wannabe showman yeah so i just spent a lot of time trying to throw harder trying to throw harder never had any form coaching didn't even have like youtube anything i just kept trying to throw harder kept trying to throw harder um and up until last year i had pretty bad form um i had a 200 reach back so both hands on the disc until I started to actually rotate into the throw, yeah, which is not great. Nobody will ever teach you to do that. Um, and then I changed last winter. So in like October, November, somewhere in there, I committed this winter to get rid of that. So I no longer do it. And I think I've picked up probably 40 or 50 feet just from that alone. So drastic form changing will probably give you more distance, but you have to buy into it. You have to commit to it. And you have to actually make the change because this I, was the second or third time I've tried and to, to every time. It. Yeah. Cause for like a month I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm terrible. I can't hit angles. I can't hit lines. I can't do anything. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm good enough. I'm throwing 400 and something. That's enough. And so I'd go back to my two handed comfort zone. Yeah. But now that's gone and I've thrown farther. Well, I just want to something that you mentioned that I think is a, an important part of this. Cause there's people that have been playing a lot longer than a few months and still are, aren't, you know, mm-hmm. or getting around the 300 foot range, myself included. Uh, one, you have a personality that doesn't, you, you just get kind of dogged with things. Mm-hmm. And you said that you were playing three or four rounds a day. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. So basically that's, you know, that's a, just a ton of practice yeah, and repetition. And, and like, the course I was playing at was 20 holes at the time. So I was doing anywhere from 40 to a hundred holes a day, four or five times a week. Yeah. So well, no, yeah, not a day, but mostly yeah. just repetition. Yeah. Um, if you look at the guys who throw the farthest, like the, the Macbeth and Eagle and Simon and drew, they've all been playing for a very long time. And on top of that, they have very good form. Yeah. So I think cleaning up form or throwing a lot will both add distance. Um, I, I mean the best part of my game is probably throwing far throwing hyzers, like the big shots. Um, And people ask me all the time to add distance. Like, I want to throw farther. What do I do? There's not a quick trick. It's not something. 
I can just say, oh, like move your foot forward. That's going to give you 30 feet. That's not normally the case. So it really is go to a field, throw hard until you're tired, throw a few more, throw some understable stuff, throw hard until you're tired, throw some more and just keep pushing it. Keep teaching yourself, figure out how you can get it to go farther. Yeah. And this sport, other than just basically sharing the same set of rules, there's so many parallels with golf that it's kind of nuts. I mean, there's people that, uh, <laughs> I was telling somebody this. So uh, one of our listeners, Jacob Bush, who uh, was local and I think he's is still no here. Long, okay, he's still leaving here. very soon. soon. Uh, he uh, emailed in and wanted to go play with us. So I met him up on the course and, and we played around. And he's been playing longer than I have and we throw about the same distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling him that, uh, again, this is the course at the university. I will see um, just like, frats come through and it's just you know 12 dudes uh all just you know with a beer in their hand Mm -hmm. and these are 20 year old guys that are all pretty decent shape and just athletes Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah it's my first time doing it and they'll throw 320 feet yeah they just they just can do that and uh me as someone who actually is you know trying (laughs) can um either get really discouraged and throw my bag down and walk away and mm-hmm. say, this sucks. Or I can go, yeah, I'm just not that. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I am enjoying this and I'm going to enjoy it at the level that I'm enjoying it. That's good. And I think a lot of sports, uh, and so to, to parallel it with golf, you can give up on golf because you're not driving, you know, six, 700 feet. Um, and, and you're not, you know, a scratch golfer or, you can just enjoy what you're doing and, and keep working on your form mm-hmm. and, and just have fun out there. And um, I've played with Ben enough to know he's he he's good. He can throw far. He doesn't quite throw as far as you, and he, he acknowledges that. Mm-hmm. But um, Ben's wife also plays really well too. Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> but uh, don't – not every – some people have – there's people that are talented and there's people that work really hard at things. Yeah. Um, I don't have any, uh, and Jacob and I were talking about this. I'm not an athletic person. He's not either like just natural. I'm not an athlete. I can do stuff and I enjoy doing things, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, the, when you look at somebody and you think like, well, that's an athletic person. Like they can just move and jump and their balance is good. That's not me. Uh, but I can enjoy doing things and I can work hard at them. Yeah. Um, there's people that are athletic and can just have a knack for things. And there's people that have kind of a talent for things. And uh, there's people who also will work hard at getting something better. Where you get the truly exceptional people, the Macbeths, the Eagles, mm-hmm. the, you know, the LeBron Jameses, the Tiger Woods, is marrying the dedication and the talent. Yep. And that those people are just incredibly rare. Mm-hmm. Most people that you'll see on a tour of any sport, like any, any of the top level of any kind of sport, or really any field, are the people who are going to work really hard at something. It's not the people that are just naturally talented mm-hmm. at something. The, but the people who are going to see at the top of almost any field are the ones that are talented and yeah. work hard. That's yeah. my completely anecdotal observation of, of the world. But That's great. Um, so for me, I know I don't have that natural talent. And I'm also not like <laughs> I just enjoy playing. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to go out. I don't honestly have the time to go play four or five rounds a day and, mm-hmm. and really try to work on it. But so someone that has 
you know, can go out and play three or four times a week, mm-hmm. maybe, and, you know, get 18 holes in, or even, you know, once or twice a week, what do you recommend for them that are trying to improve their form? Because everybody wants distance. Everybody wants to, you know, mm-hmm. step up and throw 500 feet. Everybody wants to be the one that, you know, when they throw, everybody goes, whoa. Yeah. You know, and you're just the sleeper that blew everybody away with your distance. I do love playing with sleepers. Yeah. Yeah. The one that came to mind, sorry, interjection. No, go ahead. The one that comes to mind is Emerson Keith. He is one of the littlest dudes I've ever met. He's probably like five, seven, five, six, 130 pounds. Yeah. And he throws 500 plus. First time I saw him play, I'd like, I'd heard his name before. And I finally got to see him play. I was just like floored. Like, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. And, and that's like, I, how do you explain that? I don't so know. that proves that it's not size. No. I'm a big dude. That probably helps, but working on it helps more. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean you, you, but when you started, you were throwing less than 200 feet. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's just kind of, you know, where everybody starts somewhere. Um, yeah. But what what would be your advice to someone like, you know, Ben has a real job <laughs> and, yep. and uh, you know, can't go out and play four or five rounds every day. Uh, what do you recommend to him to, to try to work on his form? Do you recommend that he sends in like critique my form videos? Do you recommend that he watches videos or, or that he, you know, plays with other people? What, what would be the best recommendation for someone that's trying to improve their form? I might be a little unique in my answer to this. Okay. So don't hold me to this if it doesn't work for anybody. Um, but I think we're all different enough that we don't need to exactly mimic that perfect form that floats around the internet. Yes, the, some of the guys that throw very far have incredibly similar throws. And yes, that works. But that doesn't mean it's going to be the most successful for everybody. So I modeled mine off that a little bit. I still, like if I watch mine slow motion next to theirs, it's not the same. Yeah. I do some weird things, but it feels good to me. None of it hurts. It's consistent. I know what's going to happen and I can throw far enough. So don't be afraid to do something that the internet tells you not to do if it works for you. Um, but to gain distance, I would say a field day of just throwing far until you're tired. Um, that's probably how I got from the 350, 400 to the 500 plus is just trying to throw harder. Yeah. Recently I've noticed in my game, just throwing just, I haven't actually done field work for a couple of weeks, but, um, it seems that I'm throwing, you know, 20, 30 feet. I, I just gained mm-hmm. an extra 20, 30, 40 feet. And I don't know where from. And I, and so the only thing I can say that to is like, it's just more, more, more repetition, more reps. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. Absolutely. It's just more. Re- and I think that's for everyone. I've talked about on the show before. I'm a ski instructor and that's an old sport. Uh, alpine skiing, skiing is one of the oldest sports period. Like there's cave drawings of people skiing because mm-hmm. it was the way to go hunt when you were okay. lived in a snowy terrain. Um, alpine skiing is certainly newer than that, but it's still pretty darn old. Uh-huh. Um, and so, and it's, it's just a very popular sport too. Uh, so the technique and the form has really been like nailed in. Like there's, it's, it's been fine tuned and it's been, evol- it's evolved and it's continuing to evolve as the equipment evolves. But um, there really is a right and a wrong way to do it. And mm-hmm. for almost every body type, I don't believe that disc golf has figured that out yet. Like, I think it's just a young enough sport and not enough, um, uh, I guess synergy for lack of a better word, that's not the right word, but 
um, it's it's it just hasn't reached a a large enough a, a mass. What is the word I'm looking for? You're on your own here. I know. Quillabalum. Uh, no, I don't know. Sure. Uh, critical mass. That's what go. I'm trying. There that's exactly what I'm looking for. Hasn't reached critical mass where it's. You can kind of get like, oh, okay, this is a way for everyone to do this. Certainly there's things that work and things that don't. Um, you know, if you want it, if you want to get a full flex, don't underhand your disc. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there, there's some things that work and some things yeah. that don't. Pulling through is obviously something that's going to work for, for pretty much everybody because it's just directing motion down the field. But I think the more that the sport evolves, um, you know, and probably not too long, like in 10 years from now, Things are going to look very different, and I, I'm. It pains me to say this, but throwing 500 feet isn't going to be super impressive no. in probably 10 years it's, from now. It's going to be a necessity. Yeah, like it's just going to be where you are, mm-hmm. at least on the MPO. Yeah, um, and probably FPO will be up to 500 feet. Like, yeah, that's just where it's going to go. I mean, I mean, Page Gen already have 500. Yeah, but I mean, they're you know they're at the top yeah. of that, but. That's just kind of how things work as people move up Keep to that better. level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when, <laughs> when I was a kid and being blown away by seeing somebody do a kickflip on a skateboard. It still confuses me. I, me I too. I totally understand it and I can almost do it. But yeah, but still that's like, like baffling. That's the trick to start a five-year-old at like yeah. when you're teaching them how to skateboard yeah. now. And that, at one point, that was like mind-blowing. Yeah. And, but now that's, that's just the entry point start. to start anything yeah. else. And, um, you know, we're still a pretty small sport. And I think we, once we get that critical mass, which I don't think is that far off, it really is growing faster than. We, I'm, yeah. The other day I saw this was awesome. Um, three uh, young women, like, and I say young, meaning they're probably your age, Chris, uh, but three women by themselves playing at the disc golf course. And I ended up playing with. I like met up with them and um, asked if I could join their group because they didn't understand that, you know, letting people play through. Okay. So I figured that was an easier way to get into that. Uh, and I don't know how they s- decided to play disc golf, but they just went and bought discs that day and okay. went through some discs. And one of them was playing with like a beach catch disc. Yeah. So I, um, and then the other one, one of them lost her disc in a tree very high up. So I gave them a couple out of my trunk cool. when we were done. Cool. But uh, that was like, you didn't see that. You know, before that's like, yeah, no, that's, that's a cool thing. That's like, really neat. And these were not, um, these were girls who you would not expect to like, I don't think their dads grew up, played disc golf. I don't think they were handed it. This yeah. is the first time ever doing it. That's cool. They weren't with boyfriends. They weren't on, you know, in a team or in a class or something like that. They just decided let's go play some disc golf. Cause there's a course there. And, uh, that's a really cool thing. And that's becoming more and more common. Like I, I see people all the time that like, oh, I just decided to try this. So that's so neat. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Yes. To Ben. Um, is, as far as lighter weight plastic. Oh yeah. He asked that. Um, it did will, we read that part that he asked that? I did. Okay. Said, Do you think it'd be a good idea to buy lighter weight plastic in order to get more arm speed and distance? Um, a good idea. Maybe, maybe not. Will it add arm speed and distance? Probably. I mean, less mass to move is gonna you know same energy is gonna exert more acceleration on it um i don't think that's the right way to go about it personally i like everything to feel about the same weight if i start throwing lightweight stuff sometimes it comes out of my hand later a lot of the time get some weird stuff happening which again is that's a function of the mass 
yeah so i mean you can work you can work on it you can use lightweight to be your longer stuff you can use discs um i would suggest under stable instead of lighter so that it feels the same and you can just get more natural flight out of it um and then i i think i forgot to say this before but the biggest component of distance is your timing um the more i work on it the more i watch these guys throw way farther than me the more i see that it's timing um so this year when i started working on distance again when i like fixed the form i had to slow my feet way down because with a different reach back my timing went to bad places um so i still have pretty slow feet like i'm six six and my run up is probably less than 10 feet yeah that's i think mine's probably bigger than that yeah it's not it's not super big um but if you watch, you know, the Macbeth and the Eagle and the Simon and when they really unleash in a disc, they're taking, you know, 20 feet and they're running into these shots. That's because they've developed such good timing that they can do that, that they can speed up their feet and still keep their arm on time. Yeah. Um, I will admit I'm not that good. So well, I, that's very few are. But a lot of people I see, you know, take these big aggressive run ups you know, try to make it like your whole body, everything. Um, but until you have that inherent timing of, you know, hit points always the same, the disc and the footer at the same time, all these little things that contribute to a good throw. Until you have that so dialed, speeding up your feet's probably going to take distance away. Well, I've talked about Randy, who's a local guy that's an awesome guy. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he has maybe a bad knee or something, but mm-hmm. his walk up is he stands at the edge of the tee box. Yeah. And just throws it, and it's like 400 feet. It just goes out. Mm-hmm. He just, it's just all in his, well, I mean, it's his body, but there's no X step. Yeah. There's a, oh, I forgot who it was. Maybe it's Graham. There's an MVP sponsored player who had knee surgery or something, so he can't do an X step either. He has standstill and he's got 450 plus. Yeah. So your feet don't add distance until your timing is good. Yeah. I, and if you can't, so myself, I'll admit that when I speed up my feet, I lose timing and I don't throw farther. So these big open holes, sometimes I'm like getting super aggressive, getting some happy feet and I have to like settle down and say, no, it's not going to help just throw. Um, so really, really push your timing. Um, and just keep working at it. It'll yeah. come. Um, so understable versus light what, is what you're saying. Yeah. They, they kind of tend towards the same thing. So if you yeah. take a disc, I'm going to use an enforcer because it's one of my favorites. It's like a destroyer. It's overstable and it's fast. Mm-hmm. Um, if I take a 175 enforcer, it's going to go left. Okay. Now, if I go to a 160 enforcer, same throw, it'll probably turn a little bit, go straight, and then finish left. Or if I go down to an understable disc, something like a Ballista Pro or Sheriff, somewhere in there, which is kind of like a turn, I think. Okay. Um, but keep it up at that 175 it's going to take a similar flight to that lighter enforcer, but it's going to go farther because it's more understable. It's not spending the whole flight fighting, fighting to get back. Yeah. It's going to take up and fly, even though it's heavier and harder to throw. It's probably going to go farther because the understability is where you get distance. The longer you can be on that understable turn, the farther it's going to go. Yeah. So it's like a um, good example here is we have solitude. It's a ski resort with a disc golf course on it. If you've never played it, do it it's opening in like two or three weeks it is it because i know there was some question if it was going to open the season or not uh i think the baskets are going in nice uh we're not having our tournament 
Okay. The, oh, the tournament's not happening. Correct. Okay. Um, but there's a hole there that comes to mind. It's, I think, like 315 feet on this T-pad or on the T-sign, but it's straight up a hill. So that's, yeah. So it, it's probably, to get to the top, like 450, 475 foot hyzer power to get all the way up there. Um, and for a long time, I was throwing these blizzard discs, the air plastics, the super lightweight, just to try and get up the hill. And it worked for a little while. But as I got better, I got ran into trouble with that um, release timing. Mm. So I'd release late and I'd flip it over down the other hill and be in all sorts of trouble. So then I figured out the trick that I'm suggesting now of using same weight so it feels the same. But stable down. But stable way down. Because throwing straight up, it's, it's, you're telling it to stall. Yeah. And you throw any disc, you throw a patrol straight up, it's going to stall. It's just, it runs out of speed. It yeah. will hyzer. So uphill, especially understable over lightweight for me. Just another enough. example of how they're similar. Well, Ben's living in Atlanta now, so I don't think he's dealing with Ooh, there are no hills there. Shots. <laughs> Plenty so of I trees. Su- so I if you get a full flight through the trees, period, go for it. Yeah. I suggest understable over lightweight. Yeah. Just to work on consistency. No, and I, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I would say the same thing for Ben playing with him like he he has pretty good arm speed okay so i think if he uh went down in speed he would probably be releasing not when he wants to that would be my guess it's just it's a it's a variable that you don't need yeah and the more you can reduce variables the more consistent you can be yeah makes sense to me all right well uh thank you for listening to our show uh if you have anything questions for us comments um theme songs right into us uh proam disc golf at gmail.com you threw something new chimes yeah absolutely uh hyzertheticals oh yes we'll take all the hyzertheticals we can get and um if you want to help us out with the show write in let us know and we'd love to get some help if you want to help with you know social media if you want us to post pictures or you know promote something you've got going on let us know and we'll we'll get it plugged um Check out Infinite Discs. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah, Infinite Discs. Use our code PROAMDG, P-R-O-A-M-D-G. Everything is capitalized except for the R and the L. And save 10% off your purchase at Infinite Discs. And uh, they ship everywhere. They're, you know, an internet company. You know how that works. Uh, yeah. If you yeah. haven't gotten Infinite Discs, just go check it out. It's impressive. They take a picture of every disc? Yeah, that's... If you want... Like see what you're getting. Yeah, and it's the actual you. disc that yeah. you're getting, not yeah. color may vary or, yeah, or the, you know your stamp will, will vary. No, that's that's the disc you want. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, also follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com/slash/proamdiscgolf. Uh, you can join our group there. We're getting more and more people joining, and more and more people from uh, Europe and other places, which is really so cool. Cool. Yeah. And uh, we're an international sensation. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying is that we're an international sensation. Um, <laughs> if you're going to be in the salt, like, well, no, not I'm no, I'm, I'm not going to qualify this. If you're listening to the show, come to Salt Lake for the July 28th uh, trilogy challenge yeah. at Roots. Chris is hosting a trilogy challenge. Sign up online. It's Sign open. up online. Um, if you write into me, maybe you can come to my son's birthday party that day, too. Uh, <laughs> Cause I'm not sure that I'll be at the tournament, but, um, come in and you guys can uh, then tell us what you think of the bananas patrol. So, uh, the other ones are great. I'll petition that they change the name to the bananas patrol, but I don't think they'll bite. Like <laughs> they no, they need to then like just, the EMAC truth. They need to come out with one that's even less stable and call it the bananas patrol. <laughs> just reminds, and it's a picture of me just going like, Oh, reminds me of bananas in pajamas. Oh yeah. Do you remember that show? Uh, I, I only remember them coming down the stairs yeah, in that song. That's about that's about what I remember of it. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I think that's... Oh, uh, also, I was going to mention this. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that does help with us kind of move up in the search or rate and review us on whatever search engine you're... Whatever you're listening to. Whatever on. podcast, yeah, app you're listening to. Just kind of helps us move up in the searches if people are searching for a disc golf podcast. Uh, which, honestly, a lot of our members, our listeners, members, we're not a cult, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are acolytes. Accepting applications. Uh, <laughs> um, rate and review us. Yeah. Right into us, email us. Uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, keep your own plastic. Cheers. Cheers.